Hello and welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with the A.B. Corcor Foundation for Mental Health. I'm Terry, the creator and co-host of this podcast. I've lived with depression most of my life, and I know how easy it can be to feel all alone in the experience. I'm not alone, and you aren't either. And I'm Dr. Anita Sands, a licensed clinical psychologist and life coach with a number of my own diagnoses, all of which bring a certain amount of anxiety and depression along with them. There is great power in shared experiences. We share our own as we engage in intimate and candid conversations with our weekly guests, exploring different perspectives on and experiences with depression. We keep it real because depression is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. Hi, Terry. Hello, Anita. So today we're going to continue our discussion with one of the very few survivors of a suicide attempt from the Golden Gate Bridge. Last week, in an interview we recorded two years ago, Ken Baldwin shared with us the depression-induced thoughts that led him to his attempt that hopeless and despairing day, and the fact that if someone, anyone, had stopped him and taken control of the situation, that he would have taken their hand and followed them anywhere to get the help that he desperately needed, because he knew that he couldn't access it himself in that mental state, but that he needed help. If you missed it, we encourage you to listen to and share the episode. It was number 220. We want to note that when discussing suicide, it is recommended best practice not to mention the method used. And we followed that guideline in our episodes. But this and last week's guest story really can't be told without acknowledging that he's one of the very rare people to have survived a jump from the Golden Gate Bridge. Today, we continue our discussion with Ken, which includes some insights that we wish we could shout from the mountaintop. <laughs> or at least gently say to every person who is currently having suicidal thoughts, the instant Ken left the bridge, like others with that experience who have shared about it, he regretted jumping. He says he immediately knew he had made a mistake and that he wanted to live. 245 feet from the bridge to the bay allows time for insight and regret. Mm. Last week, we ended our conversation with Ken by debunking the myth that once someone decides to end their life, there's nothing that can be done to stop them. Today, we begin with another misconception. Here is Ken Baldwin sharing his story and hard-earned lessons as he gives his voice to depression. So, Another myth. Oftentimes when someone survives an attempt, you hear they didn't really mean it. It was just uh, either trying to get attention or a cry for help. Um, Your particular method makes it pretty clear you intended to die. Yes, this was not this was not a cry for help. This was an attempt to end my life. (sighs) What would you say to yourself today to that man on the bridge that day? The same thing that my wife tells me on a daily basis, that I'm not a failure, that I'm not a failure. You're not a failure because of this. Come back, you can recover, you can live a, a fulfilled life. And I have, I've lived a fulfilled life in the last 30 some odd years. 
I, uh, you know, I watched my daughter graduate from high school. I gave her away on her wedding day. Mm -hmm. I saw my grandson and granddaughter born. I mean, all these things that I never would have been able to do. The key for me here is that you believe that even in that state, you could have been talked out of it because that's what matters. It's not the two of us sitting here today in a healthier spot believing that it's then it's it's then absolutely if intervention happens you can get them the tools so that if they get into that state again they may be able to help themselves or reach out for help and that's huge that's gigantic because we know that life is is not a bowl of cherries all the time so you've got to be prepared for when life happens something bad happens that you you can survive that with the tools that you have and when we speak of intervention we just as other caring human beings not even as mental health advocates your average joe can have an impact and and could have with you absolutely i have good friends that we 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 have coffee every week and they've told me this that this helps them so much just to be able to talk and and if we have that someone to talk to someone to to emote to is is hugely important and i think that's where the social media gets it wrong and social media you have quote unquote friends but you never see them you never see them face to face you never look them in the eye and tell them what's going on i i really think it's important for people to hear what your experience was as you left the bridge it was it was a total disaster i saw all the people that i was going to hurt this just uh, it it hurt me so much to understand that all the people that i loved my wife my daughter my mom my dad my brothers everybody was going to be so hurt by it because i never left a note i never they would never know they would never know that it wasn't about them and they would always have this guilt i should have stopped him i should have seen it i don't know what happened i would have really changed their lives forever for the worse and beyond that did you connect with a will to live in the water i was swimming and i was saying somebody please save me somebody please save me i want to live i want to live and so yeah i did a a complete 180 in the air i i realized that the things that i felt were unfixable my failure were actually very fixable wow and and that's that's a huge part of it is that i i did realize that this pain didn't have to go on forever i needed help but it didn't have to go on forever that was my realization on the way down are you willing to tell me what that means what what was fixable because you know you also of course when you come back up and when you're rescued or however your attempt played out afterwards your life is the same as it was except perhaps a little more messed up because now there's this factor <laughs> yeah no that was one of my thoughts is oh gosh how's everybody going to react to this now because not only was i a failure but i also 
was mentally ill and I didn't know how everybody was going to react to it. And so that was, that was one of those things also that I thought of. Yeah, absolutely. But what was fixable was my mindset. See, when I was suicidal, my mindset, uh, was that I needed to die. And this came about slowly. I, 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 I talk about a black vortex that I go down and that I went down. And even my wife would say, hey, I love you. And uh, there, was, there was nothing there. I wouldn't accept praise, but anything mm-hmm. bad would get through. And so, so what had to change is my mindset slowly but surely with a lot of help now when she says you're a good human being i love you i accept that and i know that i can trust that and that's that's a big deal that's a very big deal so tell me a bit about the kind of help you have utilized uh to keep yourself healthy in the things that you do because there as you say is work involved no, it is a lot of work. Um, my wife wouldn't let me uh, go to the store by myself for months after the jump because she was afraid that uh, I, I was still suicidal. And so, you know, that was that was a big part of it is to gain her trust back that when... I say I'm okay. She has to believe me. She has to trust me also. There's a lot of trust that goes on in this relationship. And so we talk about this. We talk about the hard things. I talk about how I feel really honestly. Do you have those honest conversations with a therapist or a psychiatrist or anyone as well? I don't. I pretty much uh, depend on my wife to, to be able to understand what, what I need. And, and it's worked. It's worked for me. She's my rock. She's my, my guardian angel. If it weren't for her, I wouldn't be here. I would be, I'm sure I would be dead. If I left to my own devices and my own mindset, I think uh, I would be dead. Do you still have those thoughts? Uh, not suicidal thoughts. Okay. I call myself a depressive who's just not depressed right now because I, I don't know what's happening in the future. I know what happened in the past. This past spring, I had a, a, a full-on meltdown of monumental proportions, and it scared the crap out of me. I was, I was very scared about how I felt about who I was because I thought that uh, I was better than that, mm. and it can happen again. And um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, I don't try and fool myself to say I'm all better. I, I don't believe that that can happen. It doesn't just go away. If I feel that I need something more, then I will go get it. I, I, I truly believe that. A big part of that is because um, I'm not afraid to ask anymore. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. If um, you know what part of your story, what part of your message resonates with people having having done this for so long, um, I, I want to know what you have to say to the people listening who might be thinking, well, he's different, she's different, I'm, I'm actually a loser. We're not different. 
we all think the same. Your brain lies to you. And you're going, if my brain tells me I'm a loser, then I must believe that. But we can't. There's something wrong there. It's, it's something that can be, can be helped. There is recovery. And that's the, the beauty of it is if, if these people go out, if you go out and you require somebody to help you, you can recover. And I know it's hard for depressed people to to stand up and say, I'm not gonna take this anymore. Right. Usually they sit and 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 say, Well, this is who I am. Like you said, this is my new normal. But it's not. It doesn't have to be. I am living proof of that. That in nineteen eighty five I wanted to die and now several years later, thirty some odd years later, I'm still living because I recover. I'm not different than everybody else. I am the same as everybody else. I'm really glad you survived. Thank you very much. I am too. So is my family. Oh, I appreciate it. It's, it's what I do. I survive. I work hard at it. I tell my story because I'm honest with myself. Wow. You know, Ken is, is just so honest with himself and, you know, his wife, his friends, and with us. And I love that he's saying he's not perfect. He can't predict the future. He doesn't know if this could happen again to him. But it seems like he's choosing to trust the voices of these actual people in his life who care about him over that disembodied, you know, voice of depression mm-hmm. that, that just that just lies mm-hmm. and I, I really love that I love that I do too and I like you know him calling out that just because you think it doesn't mean it's true and you know that that you need to be surrounded by at least one person and in his case it, it is primarily his wife though I'm sure his friends play a role as well saying no that's not true you are lovable you are worthy and not everybody has that but there is access to support even if you don't have it in your own life with the warm lines and the hotlines and online support groups and all those kinds of things many of which are free so it's um if anybody needs to hear it right now we'll tell you that depression lies and you do have value and you're not alone and you are worth whatever work is required to get to a place where you want to live again you can, as, as, as his wife tells him, you can recover. You can live a fulfilled life. And he's a great example of that. Thank you, Anita. And thank you, Ken, for sharing with us both of these last two weeks to round out Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate and reflect on your own experience with depression, or better understand how to support someone else who is struggling. If this episode has been of comfort or value to you, know that there are hundreds of others like it in our archive, which you can easily find at our website, givingvoicetodepression.com. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up, even if it's hard. If someone else is struggling, take the time to listen 